She overcame cancer. She traded in her multi-million dollar tech company for her health coaching business and now inspires others to live a beautiful life. Today, we chat with the amazing Sarah Christensen. Welcome to Health Coach HQ Live with your host, Yuli. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Health Coach HQ Live. Today we have the incredible Sarah Christensen. She has turned her own tragic and darkly humorous life events into lessons on consciously planning for and choosing to live a beautiful life. She survived a welfare childhood, her mother dying of breast cancer, raising her young siblings as a single parent, unknowingly marrying into the mob, having her business swindled away from her and a brush with cervical cancer. Throughout these experiences, Sarah developed a methodology for creating an on-purpose life, including a process for developing a life plan so that people can live their own personal versions of a beautiful life. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you on here and to hear all about the incredible stories and experiences and methodologies that you have. So, can you share a little bit more about what you do and why you do it? Sure, absolutely. Well, based upon that intro, uh, you know that I have had sort of a crazy life up until this point. I'm 44, but I feel like I've lived the life of like a 100-year-old. <laughs> um, but through that, I have learned that there's so much choice that you have in life in terms of how you live and how your days go. And as I was going through so much strife and so much craziness, I had to figure out a way to survive. And my way of survival was to figure out where I could find the beauty in the little things and how I could consciously make choices that would change my experience about life. So that really helped me to come up with my business where I help women create their own versions of a beautiful life. And it's important to know that everyone has a different definition of what that looks like. They're all made up of the same kind of components. Like we all want relationships. We all want satisfaction in our careers. We all want healthy bodies. But how that looks is different. So I really work with women who are generally in their 40s, 50s, early 60s, who are basically exhausted and worn out from the demands of their daily routine but they know that there's more for them in life. Like it's not over for them yet. So I help them to figure out how they can make the most of the life that they're in right now and to live this happy, beautiful life that again is their choice. And it's not based upon judgments from other people and it's not based upon expectations from other people, but it's really figuring out what makes you happy. And what's so interesting is once women get into doing this work, they figure out that it's really not big, gigantic changes that they need to make in their life to have these happy moments and to have this life shifts going on, but it's really small kinds of things. It's so empowering, you know, that no matter where you are, you don't have to have everything be perfect in order to have a beautiful life. No matter what your circumstances are, you can always start now. So I absolutely love that. You know, Sarah, you have an incredible story. You've had other businesses before. At what point did you know that the path that you're on now is what you want to do? That's a great question. You know, there was not an aha moment, but it was, it's sort of like Steve Jobs has said, looking back, you can connect the dots. So I could connect the dots and figure out why I had been put through these lessons and these experiences in my life. But I think the the, the biggest point for me was 
when I cured myself of cancer and I lost 40 pounds as part of that process and I felt like a million bucks. I felt like I could conquer the world. I, I, I actually thought in my head several times like, even Oprah hasn't been able to figure out this weight loss thing and I have figured it out. <laughs> so it was this it was this moment of if I can do this, and again, I didn't I didn't lose weight for weight loss sakes. I, I did it for health. But if I could figure that out and teach other people how to do that, what an amazing, miraculous thing. And th again, through that process, I've developed this framework, what, what I call the beautiful life process. But it's a way to look at your life and plan your life and figure out what's important and what your, where your priorities are. So it really was it was a combination of all of this stuff that had happened to me and my experience throughout that. And again, putting some sort of a framework and a process around it so that it was replicatable for other people in whatever format worked for them. So giving enough flexibility and freedom for people to define what it is for themselves. But again, having a framework, because I think it's really challenging when people are like, what makes you happy? Or if you even think about, gosh, I'm not, I'm not feeling all that satisfied with my life. What, what do I even do? How do I even change? Where do I start? That's a big thing to undertake. But if you have a process for that, it's easier to grab onto that. So again, I, I don't think it was a moment in time. I just think it was all of these crazy life experiences that led me to this. And I really believe that all of that stuff was part of my lesson and part of my training to do the work and the service that I do now. So you mentioned that you work with women who are tired and burnt out. Have you ever had an experience like that, that kind of, you know, you overcame? Oh my gosh, craziness. I had so much craziness. Um, there was a period in my life where I was running my tech company and I was working a lot. I mean, literally like 80 hours a week. And I was also a single parent to my brother and sister. And so I was living this very typical fast paced, crazy life going on. And I have one, one funny story that pops into my mind. I was rushing from my office to go to like a parent teacher night at school where you went through your kids, different classes and spent, you know, 10 minutes in each class, met the teachers. I was running late um, it was winter in Minnesota, so it was dark outside, and I was running through the hallways of the school, and I was running by a window, and because it was dark outside, the window was sort of like a mirror, and I was the only person in the hallway, running late, running to the classroom. I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and realized that my skirt was on completely backwards, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, okay, my life right now. I can't even keep my clothes on straight because I'm so crazy busy taking care of my business and my employees and my kids and all of this crazy stuff. So yeah, I mean, I have totally been in those, those situations where you're exhausted at the end of the day. People still need to eat. They need to take a bath. They need to do the laundry. You need to pick up. You need to clean the cat box, all of that kind of crazy stuff going on. And it, it can, the, the routines of daily life can consume all of your energy if you're not, number one, replenishing your energy through good food and exercise and self-care and meditation and sleep and all of those kinds of things. And it's very, very easy to allow the pace of the day to control you versus you controlling the pace of the day. And that out of control feeling and being exhausted and tired and feeling like everybody wants to suck the energy out of you is not a good place to be. And it's a place where so many women are because they're caregivers, they're nurturers, they're taking care of everybody else. And a big thing of what uh, of the teaching that I do is you have got to fill up your own tank if you're going to do a good job taking care of everybody else in your life. You will be a much better mother, employee, business owner, wife, 
partner, family member, if you are full and you are taking care of yourself and you have the energy to do all of those other things. So for that woman who's listening to this right now and who is really putting herself in last place and not taking care of herself at all and, you know, maybe risking burning out, what is a good like first step that she can take today in order to start living that beautiful life and start putting herself first? Just a few minutes of time alone. It could be in meditation. It could be reading. It could be taking a bath. It could be painting your fingernails. It could be sitting by yourself quietly in a room, whatever that is. But again, I think the pace is so fast and there's so much stuff being thrown at women. There's kids needing things and work needing things and dogs needing appointments at the vet and just bills. The logistics of our lives today are big. They're complicated. They tend to just come at us like a tidal wave. So I always recommend that women carve out just a few minutes each day to do whatever it is that would make them feel replenished. And again, I'm a fan of meditation. I think it is the best time that you can spend recharging yourself. But any little thing, but it has to be time alone. It has to be sacred time alone that it's protected and you're not you know, jumping up to, to handle the fire of the day. A lot of times that's morning time. So when people are still in bed and the day like hasn't started yet, I really encourage women getting up a little bit earlier. And I know that sleep is important, but even 15 minutes to get up in the quiet of the morning before the greatness of the day has started and starting your day off that kind of way really helps because honestly, the way you start your day is the way that your day goes. And the way that your day goes is the way that your weeks go. And the way that your weeks go is the way your months go. The way your months go is the way your, your, your life goes basically. So if you can change a little bit in that morning routine to start off with purpose and intention and a little more calmness, it really can change your life. So I want to prod a little bit deeper into how you cured your own cancer. Um, You know, so I'm sure that when you got diagnosed that doctors probably wanted you to do things their way and probably go the traditional route of chemo and whatnot. Can you share a little bit about how you decided to take it into your own hands and cure yourself of cancer while losing 40 pounds as a side effect of that? I mean, that's just incredible. Thank you. Yes. So the good news about cervical cancer is generally when it's caught early, which we, you know, ladies go to the doctor for that exact reason and go through that whole process for this exact reason. But it's very curable um, early on if it's detected early on. So um, I always say I have a, I had a brush with cervical cancer because my mom had full on breast cancer and I went through nothing like that. My experience was nothing about radiation, chemo, all of that. However, um, my experience was, I think, very telling of our medical system. So um, I had several procedures as part of this to try and basically physically remove the cancer. One of those procedures, they removed a bunch of tissue, tested the tissue, and discovered that there were still cancerous cells on the outside of that tissue sample, which meant that there were probably still cancer cells in. And the doctor said, um, I think we should just wait maybe six months, maybe 12 months, and then just retest you. 
And I was like, wait, what? There's cancer inside of me. I'm not waiting for anything. I'm not waiting for this to develop into something more serious. I'm not waiting to give this cancer more time to develop into something that is actually very serious. I was like, okay, I may see you in six months, but uh -uh, I'm not waiting. So I literally went on this crazy quest to do as much reading, talk to as many people, um, go to workshops, anything and everything about holistic healing. So what I discovered is that it was very possible because of what was the craziness that was going on in my life at that time that the stress and me not taking care of myself probably had a big effect on what was going on in my body. So I did things like started drinking green juice, which I never, ever, ever thought I would do that. (laughs) I started taking Manuka honey and aloe and supplements. I started actually exercising on a regular basis. I started meditating. And honestly, while all I did was get the hell out of the way to let my body cure itself. I supported it through these things, which are basic things that everybody should be doing to take care of their bodies anyways, but I gave my body the fuel and the nutrients and the energy that it needed to repair itself. And again, these are basic things that I believe everybody should be doing on a regular basis, but it was just my job to, like I said, get the heck out of the way, give my body the support that it needed, and it, it cured itself. When I went back the next time to get my tests, I was completely 100% cured of this. Wow, that is so, so powerful. And, you know, I'm such a big fan of that um, saying that, like, our bodies are so damn powerful. We just have to get out of there, out of the way and give it the energy and give it the fuel and take care of it in a way where it can repair itself and it can function to its full potential. So that's exactly right. I mean, it, Our bodies are truly miracles. We have no idea how a cut heals. We have no idea how children grow. It it is such a miracle that these things happen, but we are, we're not allowing our bodies to function as the amazing organisms that they are. And when we do stuff like this happens and, and we, and and I did this too. I acted like it was a surprise. Like, Oh my God, I, I, I did this. And after a while, I figured out, you know what? It really didn't have anything to do with me causing it to happen. I was just, again, providing the fuel and 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 not feeding my body with junky food and stress and lack of sleep and all of that kind of stuff. So it could, you know, go on with its bad self and do its thing. I love that. Go on with your bad self body. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so... From your perspective, what are the biggest struggles that people face when it comes to health? Well, I think there's two main ones. One is not listening to their bodies because people don't even know how to tune into their bodies. With some of my private clients, I will have them go through an exercise to even figure out and feel what hunger is. They just don't even know what hunger feels like anymore. or They don't know what it feels like to be deficient in a certain kind of thing inside of their body. I mean, there's a reason that our bodies crave certain foods. I mean, beyond sugar and all of the bad stuff, we know that that's chemical as well. But if your if your body is deficient in something, you will you will generally crave what it's deficient in. So, I think not being tuned in and not listening to our bodies and not even knowing how to do that is a big a big struggle for people, but that's something that can be learned. That's easily learned. And the second thing is I think people way overcomplicate what it means to be healthy. And I blame that on all of the companies that are out there making money on 
health food and making money on weight loss and all of that kind of stuff. It's really not complicated to make choices when it comes to health. In the work that I do, because the physical body is such is so tied in with the mind, body, soul, all of that, and because women have such a high importance on their self-worth and their value and how they feel about themselves according to what's going on in their body, that we still do a lot of a lot of work around health and a lot of work around body image and weight loss and all those kinds of things. Um, but I have something called the basic 10, which is like, these are the basic 10 things to do. They are simple. They are not complicated. They are not rocket science. Everybody knows them, but it comes down to actually doing them and being persistent and, and executing that. But there's simple stuff like eating your veggies, eating mostly home-cooked meals, avoiding processed foods and sugar, drinking water, not drinking very much booze, uh, exercising, meditating, sleeping. I mean, all of that basic stuff. Again, everybody knows that's what it takes to be healthy, but actually executing that is the hard part. And so I'm a big believer of not one, not one thing fits for everybody. Like drinking more water can mean a bajillion different things to a bajillion different people, but you have to figure out what works for you. Like I am a straw junkie. Admitted straw junkie. I bet I have 30 straws in my drawer. (laughs) Water through a straw. And I know that. So I arm myself with straws so I can drink as much water as possible through straws. I also love sparkling water. So I always have that in my house. I like slices of uh, grapefruit in my water. So I always have that in my house. So it's a matter of figuring out from, from again, all of this, this basic baseline information that we all know, but how do you integrate that into your life in a way that actually feels good and is fun and is enjoyable? If you don't like it, you are not going to stick with it and it's going to be, it's going to suck and you're not going to want to do it. So all of this stuff around, you know, people, biggest struggles people have when it comes to their health is that they're doing things that don't feel good and nobody wants to do that. So you have to reposition it and figure out how you can make it feel good. Yes, yes, yes. A million times. Yes. You are just like hitting the nail on the head there for me with everything I believe about health as well. Like, you know, talking about creating a beautiful life on your own terms. You know, you have to create health on your own terms. If you like going to CrossFit, then go to CrossFit, but don't go there because everybody else is doing it because you're not going to stick with it. And guess what? The secret to success in anything is consistency. And if you like something, you're going to do it. And if you don't, you're not. It's not something, you know, wrong with you or anything like that. It's just you haven't found what you liked yet if you haven't been able to stick with something. That's exactly right. And we're all different, unique, beautiful creatures. So just because the bar method works for someone, it doesn't mean that's going to necessarily work for me. Or just because someone likes to eat, I don't know, some certain food every day, doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody else. You have to figure out what works for you and then rock that out. Absolutely. Sarah, what is something that you wish you knew earlier on in your journey? I wish that I knew how much having a healthy, strong body could help me and other people live the life that you want. I didn't realize how how much I was depriving myself of energy and a vim and a vigor because I didn't have a strong, healthy body. And the time and energy that we spend worrying about how our bodies look is time and energy that we could be putting into living our most beautiful lives. So if you're obsessing every day, you know, about 
what you look like or worrying about your muffin top or worrying that your arms are jiggly. That's time and energy that you can't spend on other more meaningful pursuits. So having a strong, healthy body really is, I call it a prerequisite to bliss. It really is a baseline to ascending to work on the things that are more important and that are more meaningful in your life. When you're not worrying about your jeans being too tight, you're not worrying about the cellulite on your butt, you can actually think about other things that make your life quite enjoyable. Love it. (laughs) So can you share with us a story? I mean, I know you work with a lot of women. Can you share with us maybe a story of transformation where a woman has really taken control and lived that beautiful life for herself? Yes, absolutely. Um, Gosh, I have so many, but the the success for me and how I measure success is not how many pounds have been in lo- have been lost or what um, you know what what they've lost, but really what they have gained. So I have a client named Kate that I've worked with um, privately for a while, and she went through a, a pretty physical uh, transformation. She started out being completely not active at all and had the goal of running a marathon. So I was like, okay, we have got some work to do here, sister. <laughs> and she's a single mom of three teenage kids. So oh <laughs> yeah, so the challenges and the logistics around this were definitely, I mean, it, it was a, it was a big challenge. And I will say that she has ran several marathons now, which is an what? amazing accomplishment, amazing accomplishment. But here's what is even juicier than that. She has the confidence and the swagger, if you will, that she started dating again. And I am happy to report that she is madly in love with a wonderful guy. And again, it's because she had her mojo back and she showed up in a way that attracted this fantastic man. And she is going to the same nutrition school that I went to. So she's going to change her career and help other people transform the same way that she did. So it's those kinds of things that are so incredibly beautiful because she she looked at her life and said, this isn't this is not a happy time. I'm exhausted. I'm you know raising kids. And I just I there's this experience for me has been difficult and not all that enjoyable. And she she really took responsibility to get her physical body in order, which again, gave her the confidence and the mojo and the, the, the bounce in her step to find love and to change her career. And so I'm so incredibly proud of her, but that's just what happens. Like I see this over and over and over again, where women are so busy taking care of all of the, again, routine and the logistics of life that they get consumed by that. And one of the things that happens, and it happens almost 100% of the time, is that they're not taking care of themselves and not taking care of their bodies. And it's like this downward spiral. It's like one thing makes the next thing worse. But when they can turn that tide and start to take care of themselves and and gain the energy and gain the confidence. Again, it's not about what you're losing. It's not about losing weight. It's what you're gaining in this whole process. I love it. And I love that you mentioned downward spiral because, you know, you can choose to either have that downward spiral or switch it and have a tide of upward spiral, too. So, you know, making that decision to live a beautiful life and like you said, get your mojo back. um, It's incredible what it does for you. So So true. And you know what? This is the miracle about this whole thing. It doesn't take weeks or months or years to get that. 
I see a change in the way people feel within a couple of days. It's kind of incredible how quickly some of this stuff can turn. So it's it, it's not something we have to think, oh my God, I, you know, I'm not feeling good in my body. I'd sure like to lose 20 pounds. It's going to take me months and months and months. Uh-uh, that is not true at all. I always say that today you can start making those choices and tomorrow you will feel better. And guess what? Tomorrow you can make those choices and the next day you'll feel even better. Love it. And Sarah, you know, what is your best tip for living a beautiful life? What choice can we make today in order to feel better tomorrow? The biggest recommendation that I can give people is listen to your own soul. Do what you want. Tune out the noise that's around you, including people's judgment, because all of our souls, each one of us has this intuition that talks to us and we tend not to listen to it. But every single person out there knows what they want in life. They know what is going to make them happy. They know what to do to get there, but they're just not listening to themselves. So you have to listen to your soul. Do what you want and stop listening to the noise around you, including the people that are judging you or the fear of people judging you. That's the other thing. A lot of times we get tangled up in this thinking, oh, what will people think? And I gotta tell you, everybody's very self-centered. Everybody's thinking about themselves. You are not the center of other people's universes. So for as much as we think that people are judging us or talking about us, it may not even be true. And we defeat ourselves a lot of times by thinking that's that's happening. And I always say, like, who cares? Who cares if they're thinking that about you? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Listen to your soul. Listen to what you truly want and crave. And if you follow that, it will lead you to your beautiful life. Amazing, 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 amazing. So Sarah, where can we find you online? Yes, uh, the best place to find me is on my website, which is sarahchristensen.com, S-A-R-A-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-E-N.com. And I have all sorts of great freebies on there, including a mini life plan. I have a quiz on there to assess who your true self is. I have a download all about how you're sabotaging your own happiness. So I'd love for people to go out and grab those for free. Love it. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on here and sharing all of this incredible knowledge on how to live that beautiful life. Thank you. It's truly my pleasure. I'm very grateful to be your guest. Thank you. Yo, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, head on over and give us a review, a like, a subscribe. I read each and every one, so any feedback is appreciated. Also, come join us in the after party at healthcoachhq.com. It's an amazing community with free business trainings and seriously the coolest people in the universe. And if you'd like to check out the show notes, head on over to yulirocks.com. I got the show notes. I got a bunch of freebies. All of the goods are over there. See you in the next episode. Have a great day, guys.